0: Hi, I'm Geoff Stelling and this is Football's Greatest. Each week I'll be sitting down with a legend to discuss and debate some of the best exponents of the beautiful game. Now, some things just naturally seem to go together, don't they? Gin and tonic, Gilbert and Sullivan, Bonnie and Clyde, fish and chips. Great partnerships. And that is what we'll be discussing today. I have been inextricably linked for the past 40 years or so with my guest today. He is, of course, Chris Kamara.
1: It could have went either way, that situation. Thankfully, it went the right way. But I always think that is the moment that pulled me into mainstream TV. My mum was brought up four doors away from the clubs. Wow. And he went out with my mum's sister and he also dated my Auntie Dory. Did he? <laughs> yeah. I can't describe it really, how tough, but I dreaded doing Soccer Saturday, a show that I loved, you know, because I thought I can't do it properly, but I don't want to tell anyone that I'm suffering.
0: Do you remember the first time we worked together at Sky then, Cammy?
1: I do indeed. You've got a
0: long memory then.
1: Oh, no, my first time on the panel, absolutely a midweek sports special. Uh, I got invited from, by Ian Condo, the producer, to do a midweek sports special. And I couldn't believe it, really. So uh, he had me one, uh, Clive Allen. Alan Mullery and Frank McClintock and me. And that was the first time I was on there. Frank used to be my manager at Brentford. So uh, I knew him well. But I just kept thinking... Should I be here, you know? Uh, <laughs> but you made me feel so welcome. No, those yeah. boys
0: they were great though, all three of those guys. Fantastic guys. Yeah. But eventually I mean you carved out role for yourself, didn't you? Because everybody who goes to, you know, cover Saturday football as an invision report enough for whichever channel they work for. Yeah. They all owe it to you. Yeah. Because you were the original, you were the prototype. I Do you know. remember that cami-cam we called I it? I know.
1: We did a dummy run at uh, Cambridge United.
0: And we still carried on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, me and Colin McDonald. Yeah. it was only me and him. He was the cameraman. So Condor had this idea. He put it to you, didn't he? This idea of sending somebody out. And so he rang me and he went, uh, I've had this idea of sending you out to the football grounds. I went, Kondo, to be honest, people haven't really got their head round, people watching the sets in the studio. And he went, do you want to do it or not? (laughs) (laughs) So I went, yeah, of course. So we went to Cambridge and I was on the touchline, would you believe? It was only a practice. So I was on the touchline. So uh, Roy McFarlane was the Cambridge manager. I was stood literally two yards from where he was. So he'd come running out when the ball went out of play and grabbed the ball near me or whatever. And uh, we'd have a chuckle and a laugh. And they won the game. So I interviewed him afterwards sent all the footage to Condo and never heard a word (laughs) for a fortnight so I rang him up and I went have you canned the idea and he went no 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 not at all we've just been so busy with the show but are you available for Oxford on Saturday, so Oxford and Cambridge
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> first the, the closest two you've got to universities Cammy yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely yeah. So I got to Oxford I told Colin Macdonald we make sure we're early, so I got set up, 12 o'clock kick off at 3 on the halfway line with a great view so I'm going through it how do I address Jeff when he comes over? Am I going to be serious or am I going to have a laugh? You go through all those scenarios in your head and Condo sends me a message at 20 to 2 just for me and you to link up. So, great. Just five minutes before the ITV cameraman turns up who's been doing it for 27 years, and he goes, you're in my spot. So I went, "Uh, (laughs) look, there's loads of room. Sky have got the rights to this. No, I've been doing this for 27 years. You need to move. Just as that condo says right live to Jeff. So this cameraman decides to walk across the vision so he walks past and then he tries to walk back and i'm holding him off like that and (laughs) i've said yeah it's all right jeff (laughs) (laughs) so uh so uh he didn't so i slaughtered him afterwards and went do you realize i was live there you're in my spot you better move so colin said look We don't need that if they come back to us. Let's move. So we moved. And you never came back, Jeff. Never came back. So I thought that was it. I phoned Condo on the Monday and said, look, apologies. And on the following Saturday, Soccer AM showed that clip of me holding off the (laughs) cameraman, right, and talking through that. And... And then uh, it was alive. Everyone loved it. And they showed that clip. Russ did it when they did my send-off with you at the end. I never knew it existed. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I'll be honest when it was suggested to me, we already had four people talking about football matches that nobody at home could see. So the idea of sending a... Reported to a game where he'd stand with his back to the action for most mm. of the time, it sounded you know a
1: absurd. bit odd to me, <laughs> a bit absurd. Yeah, but it worked.
0: It brought us some great moments, and we've got lots of things to talk about. Great moments, uh, and and obviously I'm going to pick a couple of them. Cammy, view at games. The one that every sorry, but the one that everybody will talk about yeah. is the red card at I know. Portsmouth.
1: I know it's uh, great, though, isn't it? However
0: many years ago it was, and people still talk about
1: it. Yeah, yeah. 2010, I think it was, DF. And, uh, yeah, now I'll never... uh, People say, do you get fed up when that gets mentioned? No, I don't. Not at all. You know, it could have went either way, that situation. Thankfully, it went the right way. But I always think that is the moment that catapulted me into mainstream TV. Yeah.
0: You know, I'd done because TV... Because it went viral, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I'd done TV bits before, but from then on, it would just went crazy and wild. And, uh, yeah, I always remember... I got to Fratton Park that day, Portsmouth versus Blackburn, and they said, oh, you're not allowed in the gantry... So I went, why? They went, health and safety. Only the commentators and the main commentators are allowed in the gantry. You can go up there. So where can I go? You're in the corner next to the fronting. I went over there. It seemed fine. No worries. I got pitch side, right by the corner flag. And then... Health and safety came once again and said, look, it's raining. This is a a passageway for people. You need to go 10 yards back. So I went, I can't see 10 yards back. And they went, look, all or nothing. So I said, yeah. So I said, can I stand there without the camera? And they went, yeah, that's fine. But you can't bring the camera up there. So I was looking over my shoulder. Carly Bassett, who's the link between me and you, said to me, Jeff's going to come to you, right? And just as she said that, Charlie shouted, "Go!" So you went to Charlie. So she went, right, you're next. I looked round. Back at the game, back at the camera, and Tomo shouted "goal" in his game. So eventually, you came to me. Let's go down to There's Chris Gamara. there <laughs> Park.
0: Chris <laughs> yeah. Gamara, but to who?
1: <laughs> I don't know, Jeff.
0: <laughs> red card. Must have missed that. <laughs> I think Uh, you blamed the rain getting in your
1: eyes. I I said the rain must have got in my eyes. I actually saw Abraham Grant on the touchline, right? So I thought, you know, maybe he's uh, brought a sub on or whatever. But I missed it totally. And I thought, should I tell lies and say, oh yeah, Jeff, yeah, okay then, but no, I stuck to it. <laughs> yes,
0: it, was a, it was a wonderful moment. One of my other favourite moments, Cammy, was Papa Booba Diop. Oh, yeah. the
1: man mounting himself, yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah,
0: uh, uh, has, he, has he scored,
1: uh, uh, might have,
0: might <laughs> not have, think <laughs> David so. <Healy>. Not sure? <laughs> <laughs> David Ealy,
1: David Ealy is running away. Yeah, we had some great oh, times, fantastic. Jeff, yeah. You know, on the fighting like beavers, uh, which I meant to say working like beavers, yeah. but it came up wrong, yeah. and you as quick as a flash as usual, like picked body. <laughs> uh, yeah, <it's>
0: <laughs> it was easy to pick off on Cammy, you know um, <laughs> it's end to end stuff, but it's all at the forest end I mean, it...
1: <laughs> well, it was true <laughs> I still don't get that one. <laughs>
0: No, there were just just some wonderful, wonderful moments. And I'll tell you one of the other things that really surprised me. After all of these years, you know, mm. I, well, I don't even know how it came about, Cammy. Unbelievable Jeff. I know. I mean, how did that happen and how did it become almost a, a national catchphrase? Yeah,
1: yeah. It was the year 2000 and they did the Christmas funnies, you know, I think it was the first time I was involved in the funnies. I did 99, 2000 season. So I thought, you know, they didn't mention it then. And I was hardly in the funnies. And then they kept showing me saying unbelievable Jeff unbelievable Jeff and I actually got to QPR versus Man City and the lads must have been watching it on the coach. the uh, Man City lads Kevin Keegan was the manager and they all came on to the pitch just before the game to look round the stadium and I uh, went oh Unbelievable, Jeff, and I thought, what are they on about? And then you'd picked up that I'd been saying it. So, uh, yeah, it came about without knowing. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: And I'm sure it happens to you. It happens to me. It's what everybody shouts at you is, unbelievable, Jeff. Yeah. And you've always got to laugh as if they're the first person who's ever <laughs> said it. To
1: of course, yeah. yeah. There are the ones who say it. They, First time during that day that I acknowledge and say, yeah, you're the first of me.
0: (laughs) I hope you're enjoying the show. We can't do it without you. If you're listening to us on your favourite podcast platform, please press follow to make sure we're in your feed every week. We had some great times and we've never lived in each other's pockets. But, you know, in those days we'd been together to Tenerife and Ireland and the World Cup. Yeah, in, in two thousand and two, which was a yeah. phenomenal trip, wasn't it? It was um,
1: such a good trip there. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Spending time with you, watching games. We went to the island game, didn't we? Yeah. Mick McCarthy was the manager. Roy Keane had gone home. Uh, yeah, from that World Cup, but the boys in green absolutely loved it. Yeah,
0: they? I remember going to karaoke after after that, and yeah. you you probably sang Brown Eyed Girl. Oh
1: yeah, I would imagine.
0: <laughs> and, and they dragged me on stage. and all I could think of was seeing, you know, come on, you boys in green. <laughs> but it went down the storm. Yeah, yeah. I remember. I think it might have been the same place actually. After that game, somebody said, "Come on, we're going to church." I thought, I'm not going to church, I want to find a bar. (laughs) But but it was a converted church, and it was open all night.
1: That's incredible. And uh, and we had the access to this place, didn't we? Yeah. And we could decide who came in. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And who didn't. The uh, owner would look at us. Yeah, let those in but don't let them. Yeah, it
0: was a, a little bar wasn't it? and he wasn't going to open. And we assured him that if we could hand pick the people who came in, yeah. then then he would be okay. So yeah. the first 30 were girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was keeping quiet on that.
0: <laughs> but uh, great times. Going to come back to some more great times, but then of course, you know, you were struck down. Mm. With this illness, and and obviously on screen, we were we mm. were concerned, mm. you know. So, so, how did you become aware of what was happening?
1: Well, I knew in my head, Jeff. I'll be honest. Uh, Eighteen months before what was happening to me, uh, but I was in denial. I've never ever gone to doctors. I'm a, an old dinosaur and I can just say please anybody out there listening to this don't do as I did basically I prided myself on not going to the doctors I climbed Kilimanjaro in 2011 and uh, I went to my local doctors for a to sign a certificate of health and he said, basically, you've been registered with us since 1989, and I've never seen you. <laughs> so you must be okay. So he signed it for me, and I came out all chuffed in that. And when I played, I hardly went to see the physio ever, and wasn't one for massages and all that type of stuff. So I basically got this illness and tried to ignore it and kept thinking one of these days I'll wake up and it won't be there yeah I'll ignore it and of course that was the wrong thing to do eventually I got diagnosed with an underactive thyroid and uh, I thought oh all my prayers are answered but I got the medication and still the apraxia was there and then I went to the neurosurgeon, the brain surgeon and he said you've got a apraxia of speech, what the hell's apraxia of speech where the brain and the voice, the link up between the two breaks down and so you know what you want to say, but the mm. mouse can't say it. And uh, I thought, oh, crikey, you know. And then the underactive thyroid fellow says, "If you'd have came eighteen months, we could have saved your thyroid, but you l- live on tablets now for the rest of your life." And then uh, trying to get my voice back initially. Uh, was, you know, it was heartbreaking, Jeff, to do your show and not be like I was before. Mm -hmm. Having a laugh, you know, just saying what came on the top of my head. That became so difficult, you know. I can't describe it really, how tough, but I dreaded doing Soccer Saturday, a show that I loved. You know, because I thought I can't do it properly, but I don't want to tell anyone that I'm suffering. But you all knew. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I I mean, eventually, I I think that, look, stop me if I'm wrong, but people said you're never going to be able to speak properly again. But You went off. you're a stubborn old son so he wouldn't accept that you know went off to Mexico had some treatment there which changed your life again
1: yeah absolutely yeah well I had two things to do and the first one was feeling sorry for myself and I did I'll be honest I had some really dark thoughts, and I thought, oh "God, I've got Alzheimer's dementia. I don't want to be a burden to my family. You know, I'd just take myself out of the equation." And then the grandkids had come round, or they'd been round during the pandemic, and I'd think, "Oh, you know, you're being stupid." And then I'd have a good day. And then I think, oh, I'm imagining what's going on. Just get on with it, you know, get on with your life and stop whinging and stuff. And then eventually it became too bad. And I tried everything, Jeff. I went on these diets. I tried uh, all sorts of medication, but nothing changed. My voice being slow. Uh, So I went to Mexico for this treatment. And thankfully, yeah, I've got the fluency back. I am going back to Mexico to try and get the pace back in my speech, if I can. I don't know whether I can. It's got the fluency back now. I can talk without thinking, you know, whereas before... You had to think, you know, and I'm no good at thinking. (laughs) (laughs) As you know, it's all off the cuff. But but the great
0: thing was, Cammy, after that, I mean, we went to to Sri Lanka to do an episode of The World's Most Dangerous Roads, which was based around discussion, really. You couldn't have done it, could you, a a few months beforehand? No, So so it was amazing how much you'd By the way. (laughs) <laughs> I, I immediately found out where the pecking order was in that because we were standing. I'm sure you remember standing at Heathrow waiting <sighs> the board of flight for Qatar Airways to to Doha, and a woman raced up, oh Cammy 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 I love you Cammy can I have your picture Cammy and and, and you obliged because then she turned around, she looked at me and she said oh and you're the other one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I knew I knew my position. All of the, all of this misfortune and illness that's happened to you, though, Cammy, Again, I remember we, we've been on, not long after that, on a prostate cancer walk together again, because you're a great supporter of loads of charities, including prostate mm. cancer. And um, did you suddenly become aware of the, the groundswell of love and feeling mm. for you? You know, from from
1: everybody, everybody. Everybody, Jeff. yeah, it was incredible. You know, coming out and thinking they'll look at me and I'll feel like the victim. Instead, it was the total opposite. Everyone, you know, how are you? Hope you're well. Hope things are good. Every single TV station, apart from Sky, and I'd probably done my time at Sky anyway, so BBC, ITV, Channel 4, Channel 5, some of the other channels, Dave, as you said, all came forward and offered me work. Mm. But you do know I can't talk properly at the moment. We don't care. We just want you on our screens. So that's been amazing. Talking about the world's most dangerous roads, I was nearly responsible for killing Jeff Stelling, which I will, I must say... The two days when I drove, I drove three days altogether, but the last day was fine. But the two days when I was dangerous roads, I felt uh, I was thinking the whole time, please, God, don't let me crash. Because I don't want to be responsible (laughs) for killing you. I didn't care about myself.
0: (laughs) People may not believe it, but honestly, we were so close to being fertiliser in a Sri Lankan tea plantation, the both of us. And I I know it's not made Uh, the edit, so I can say, but on the first day that you are driving, we're up in the jungle, and I was the navigator, and and they'd said to me, there's a, a very a very narrow path on the left. You said, you might miss it. And lo and behold, we did miss it, didn't we? Yeah. And you had to turn the car around, which was no mean feat. And we yeah. came back and, and obviously it's on the right by now. And I said, there it is, Cammy, there. there. There it is. Yeah. There's no path My there. Co-pilot. No, there it is, there it is. <laughs> keep going, Cammy. But it's just treason yeah. over. Keep going, Cammy. And sure enough, we did keep going. And where did we end up? <laughs> Somebody's
1: garden. <laughs> Those people had never seen life before. It was unbelievable. It was <laughs> a house in the middle of the jungle
0: <laughs> and a little garden, which our four-by-four four is suddenly parked firmly, and we couldn't get it
1: out, could we? No. There are not trees at all everywhere. Really. We had to phone for assistance to get out of there. And they did so well to get out of there.
0: Yeah, we were were winched out of it, (laughs) destroying half a dozen trees. The best moment of all for me, best moment of all was when the fixer, the local fixer, went to the family who were watching, you know, wide-eyed to offer some money for the damage we'd done to their garden and the trees. And they said, no, no, we don't see things like this around here every day. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, surreal! Yeah.
0: yeah. Still to come on football's greatest.
1: Howard absolutely slaughtered me for not picking up Gary McAllister, and it wasn't my fault, right? But I've got Vinnie in my eye line winking at me, <laughs> knowing that it's him.
0: Look, we, we, we better talk about other partnerships because we're going to run out of time. I mean, when people talk to me sometimes, about you and I, they refer almost in the same breath to Satan Greavesy. Oh, no. You know, because I think they were the first
1: what, no, TV no.
0: partnership. Yeah. Oh, it is, of course. It is. They changed the face of football and TV.
1: Yeah.
0: I think with their approach, they were the first ones to see humour in the game.
1: Yeah, yeah. Your saint, by the way, (laughs) because he was the straight one (laughs) and the clever one who held it all together. But Gravesy, yeah, they were a wonderful partnership. You know, you look back at Trailblazers, you know, and you think they're forgotten about, you know. They were the first ones that started off ex-players, you know. St. John was my first manager. Was he really? He signed me out the Navy for 200 quid. I know I've said it before, yeah. it still goes down as the worst deal in Portsmouth history. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Saint gave me my debut against Luton. Two Future brothers, Ron was marking me. And, uh, yeah, I owe the saint so much. Yeah, mm. yeah. Went on to be a big star on TV.
0: Uh, I was looking back through some Satan greaves episodes, and one real highlight for me was there are a couple of boxers, and they're in, in the final round when the boxer who's losing, his mum jumps in the ring and started to hit the other guy over the head with a <laughs> stiletto shoe. And Greaves, he said, she'll be in with Mike Tyson next. And it was, yeah, it was just a great, yeah, great laugh. They were great. They uh, were fantastic. Fortunate
1: enough to meet Jimmy Graves when he was alive and his sense of humour never left him at all, you know. Wonderful, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Clough and Taylor. Did
0: you have any dealings with Brian Clough?
1: Yeah, I did. I actually uh, had an opportunity to sign for Brian Clough at Nottingham Forest. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. But he lived in Valley Road in Middlesbrough. And my mum was brought up four doors away from the Cloughs. Wow. And he went out with my mum's sister. My auntie Gwenny. Right. Uh, and he also dated my auntie Doreen. Did he? <laughs> but,
0: yeah. I had an eye for the ladies, <laughs> did he?
1: He did at the time, but Gwenny claims she spent more time with him than Doreen. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but yeah, so a borough icon, you know, absolutely. Why didn't
0: you sign for him then when he was interested?
1: I didn't sign because. Uh, Paul Hart rang me and said, look, Cluffy's interested in signing you. So he went, would you come? Well, would I come? Of course. I'd walk there, you know, to sign for you. So uh, he said, all right, uh, leave it with me. I'll come back to you. Anyway, he come back and he went, oh, he sorted out someone else. So so I went, oh, Mm. who's that then? Anyway... As it turned out, I think maybe I think it was Scott Gemmell who uh, who got his debut and played instead. But yeah, I would love to have played for him, you know. Yeah, loved Borough Icon. But my first game for Middlesbrough at Ersenh Park, you know, to achieve my ambition as a kid uh, to play at Ersenh Park. Borough was against Nottingham Forest, and Brian Clough oh, was wow. in the dugout. Yeah, yeah.
0: How did you go on?
1: Uh, we lost one nil. Steve Stone, I think, scored the winning goal. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, and, and, and
0: Cloughy was in, in the dugout saying, so "Thank goodness I didn't sign." Him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think so, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, of <laughs> yeah. course, Clough and Taylor's first league team was my club, was Hartlepool. So, uh, Clough he had an eye for PR, so he'd have pictures taken of him, you know, driving the team bus because we were so hard up and yeah. things. And um, he famously he, he had the first dance with my lovely late sister Sue at the um, the Hartlepool amalgamation oh. ball because oh. he was manager of the football club. She was the reigning. Miss Hartleypool, and one of her duties was to dance with Brian brilliant. Clough. You yeah, so right. Were
1: you of... a fan then when Clough? Was... Yeah, 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 I was. Did yeah. you I used go, to go? to games yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah, oh, by brilliant.
0: Then. Well, my sister was the first one to take me yeah. to games, you know, because I, I was too young to go on my own then. So, and yeah, and, and, and i tell you what, and they turned our fortunes right around. We didn't get promotion, but we were perennial strugglers, you know. We were always in, in the bottom four, always had to apply for re-election, uh, and somehow the pair of them would come from Burton Albion, you know, got us two thirds of the way up the table. It, they, they were great days and you could see not quite how successful they were going to be, but you felt they had something special. I mm. uh, Talking to people is something special. Yeah, Sir so Alex has had some good partners oh, over the years, hasn't he? You know, he I mean, you yeah. pick Brian Kidd out as yeah, you know, one of them.
1: Brian Kidd, Steve McLaren, to name but just yeah. two. But when you think of Manchester United and Alex Ferguson, you think of them as an entity on his own. Yeah, you yeah, do. You, you, know, don't, you. you don't think of a sidekick, you know. I mean, it's a bit
0: like Pep Guardiola now, isn't it? You don't think of his number two yeah, at all. I don't or know. Or Jurgen Klopp, if you like. Who is
1: his number two? I, I don't know. He's <laughs> Pep Guardiola's number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, he, yeah, I mean, I love Kiddo and I know what a great job he did, but they were all... So in awe of Sir Alex, mm. when they, you know, it was amazing, and he evolved so many times. It was untrue, and that's what separated him from the rest.
0: I do hope you're enjoying the show. I just want to tell you that you can follow us at at Football's Greatest Pod on Instagram. TikTok and Facebook. And search for Football's Greatest Pod to find us on X. You mentioned, before we started this, your, your favourite playing partnership,
1: mm. which was Vinnie Jones. Oh, I love playing with Vinnie at least. People have this idea of Vinnie Jones that he's just a thug, but he can play. He can actually play. He can strike the ball brilliantly. He scored a 30-yarder when I was playing with him against Hull City at Ellen Road, and it's a brilliant goal. Absolutely top draw, but he could play. He was in character, and Howard Wilkinson, as he said to me when I signed, don't slide into challenges. If you get booked, it's a hundred pound fine. And the next time, it's two hundred and so and so. And he told Vinny the same thing. <laughs> so Vinny was booked once wow. in his whole time at Leeds. Never sent off. And uh, yeah, we had a good partnership. Obviously, David Bay was part of that trio. And then he sold Vinny at the end of that season to Dave Bassett at Sheffield and brought in Gary McAllister. So, yeah. Gordon Strachan always thinks it's remarkable when he looks at Vinnie's career in Hollywood and acting and my career in TV uh. <laughs> and everything. He just says, I can't believe you used to have made the most of your lives, like you know, you wouldn't have imagined it, would you? Yeah, no, absolutely, not amazing. Until, yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm.
0: mean, in contrast, David Batty. You know, it keeps an incredibly low profile, yeah, doesn't he, yeah. these days? And, and Very such much light.
1: so, yeah.
0: I find it a bit hard to believe that Kamara and Jones in, in midfield didn't pick up yellow and red cards. Galore, I know. Really, Can you know? believe you know? it? Yeah,
1: no. it was all the fear of being fine. <laughs> so I used to slide into challenges. I used to think I had a telescopic leg you know but of course you timed it wrong sometime and he said to me when he assigned me that's the only thing in your game I've got to get rid of if you slide in you're in trouble yeah Yeah?
0: you know partnerships I just want to mention one in management because we're going to move on just a couple of playing partnerships uh, as well in a moment but Neil Warnock and Kevin Blackwell I used yeah. to call them Cross and Blackwell <laughs> uh, you know, because yeah. they've, they've been absolutely everywhere together and, and real characters. But look, in terms of playing partners, there are so many great partnerships, aren't there? You take you right back to another Leeds partnership and that was Billy Bremner and, and Johnny Jars. Johnny Giles. Giles, now, yeah. Uh, you and Vinny didn't pick up many cards, but I'll tell you what, Billy Bremer and Johnny Giles certainly did.
1: <laughs> they did, but they were fantastic players. You know, they were even smaller than you, <laughs> 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 uh, But ability wise and passing wise, tenacity wise, they were absolutely amazing. They really were. You know, you watch them and you try to emulate them. As a kid, obviously, when you become a pro, you know, you concentrate on what you're good at or what you're not good at. But watching those just was awesome. Yeah,
0: I think the Leeds dressing room motto was keep fighting. They, uh, they took it literally, didn't <laughs> they?
1: <laughs> but they took no prisoners. But. No. People think Man City invented keep but no, they didn't. Mm. All I can say is YouTube it now and watch Leeds United versus Southampton, right, where Leeds in the early 70s have players putting their knee on the ball and all sorts. Brilliant, you know. They played the passing game like nothing else. Mm.
0: Look, there's so many other great playing partnerships we we could mention. Pallister and Bruce, York and Cole, yeah. right and bright. Yeah. Obviously, I just want to touch on one more, though, because it takes you back to your love of Middlesbrough. It's a sort of unlikely pairing mm. with Bobby Murdoch, uh, who Graham was to be near the Sooners. end of his career, and yeah. Graham Souness at the start yeah, of his career, yeah. really.
1: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I can always remember this when he signed for Middlesbrough, Graham Souness from uh, Spurs, he'd been knocking on Bill Nicholson's door saying I should be playing in the first team and I read the Evening Gazette, this story, I should have been playing for Spurs so uh, I'm going to get the chance with Big Jack to play uh, Borough. So Big Jack Charlton uh, signed him and Bobby Murdoch, and they were brilliant. Absolutely. Sooners was awesome. What a great player. And Bobby Murdoch, you know, I thought he was finished, an old man, but, you know, not at all. Not at all. One of the little lions, wasn't he? Brilliant,
0: yeah. Uh, Yeah, and he was absolutely adored at the Borough, there's no doubt about that. Look, we could talk partnerships all day long, but time's going to be against us, Cammy. So just to finish, We're gonna do a a quick fire greatest with you. So I'm gonna ask you to name 10 great people or moments from your career, okay? So, uh, your greatest manager or coach?
1: Howard Wilkinson. I wish I would played for him earlier in my career. He would have been one of the greatest managers of Leeds United, but he didn't evolve. You know, he had all those great youngsters, Woodgate, Kewell, all coming through. And that should have been his opportunity to do a Sir Alex Ferguson and bring them into the first team. Yeah. But he didn't do that, you know. And, you know, I think that was his downfall.
0: Mm. Who's your greatest team, Meg Cummy?
1: Probably have to say Gordon Strackard, yeah. Without a doubt, you know, I learned so much from Gordon. Gordon was a great pro and the biggest tribute I can pay to him is he didn't just look after the players, he looked after the players' families.
0: What was your greatest goal? I was surprised by how many goals you scored.
1: Yeah, you were.
0: you got a favourite?
1: I have, yeah. My ambition to play for Borough my dream to play for Leeds, but I scored at Ellen Road against West Brom. Gordon Stracker took a corner from the right-hand side and a diving header. I flew through the air. Brilliant. <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> uh, look it up on YouTube. I will. I will you. What was
0: your, was your greatest match? Was that your debut or...?
1: Well, like I said, my ambition to play for Borough, so playing at Erson Park for Borough was great against Forest, and playing for Leeds. Uh, my debut was against West Brom. Yeah, that was a great occasion as well.
0: Your greatest mate in football, not your TV mates, your greatest mate in football.
1: Probably, uh, once again, I'll say Gordon Strachan, Mm. yeah.
0: Good lad, good lad. You go back along with Steve Gibson as well, don't you? Of course,
1: yeah. Well, as a non-footballer, Steve is like my brother from another mother. We got on great, uh, Steve and I.
0: Your greatest rollicking, and I think we can exclude anything from Anne. (laughs) <laughs> in, in this
1: Uh One of the uh, biggest rollickings I've had when I shouldn't have got it was half time in the Leeds Leicester game Gary McAllister scored a goal from 25 yards in the dressing room at half time Howard absolutely slaughtered me for not Picking up Gary McAllister. And it wasn't my fault, right? But I've got Vinny in my eye line winking at me, <laughs> knowing that it's him. So I thought, <laughs> right, I'll keep stump. <laughs> uh, went out at half time and said to Vinny, why didn't you help me out there? He went, nah, you can handle it better than me. <laughs> uh, we won the game 2 1 with a. Late goal from Gordon Strachan when I missed a complete sitter in that game, so Gordon (laughs) bailed me out thankfully.
0: Um, I don't know if you've got any your greatest regrets.
1: No regrets, Jeff. That's uh, the thing about history. Mm. You know, you cannot change the course of history in your life. I wouldn't be where I am today, even if God forbid. I'd have had dementia or Alzheimer's like I thought I had. Would I have changed my career? No, I wouldn't. I've enjoyed every minute of it. Thankfully, I haven't got those illnesses, but, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing, Jeff.
0: Two to go. Uh, Your greatest roommate?
1: Mel Sterling, right. So uh, Howard used to put me with Mel. Because he knew I could go to sleep in an afternoon or have a, an evening. But Mel would be wanting to go down the bookies to uh, <laughs> watch the horse racing.
0: Just the last one, Cammy, and it, 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 it might be something that you've already told us, I'm not sure, your greatest moment.
1: My greatest moment? Well, I've got a few, Jeff, but certainly my debut for Borough Erson Park my debut for Leeds at Ellen Road and my debut in the game at Portsmouth you know all those um, magical moments and you know I wouldn't be where I am today without those
0: magical moments coming from a magical life really Um, Mm. look thanks so much for joining us no
1: it's a pleasure you know lovely to see you again and uh, yeah let's work together in the new year
0: let's hope so fingers crossed and we have reached the end of football's greatest my thanks to chris kamara for joining us today next time on football's greatest we're down in brighton to see james milner and uh, i remember we were having a conversation and he um pulled me to the side and he said do you want to play left back or right back and I'm... his english wasn't amazing at the time And i said to him i think my answer was uh, That's like asking me which one of these two guys you want to spend a night with your missus. (laughs) Remember to subscribe to the show on YouTube and follow us on your favourite podcast platform. Thanks for joining us. Football's Greatest is a folding pocket production with BBC Studios.